Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, wake up, wake up, everybody. It's time for news headlines for news junkies. This is Marcy Ann. And I had pretty much decided I just wasn't going to do my news headline show anymore after hearing a story recently here on our, our local radio and television about a 91-year-old senior man who actually lives right here in this retirement community where I live, <clears throat> who went over to the mall and, and took off his diaper to display himself and masturbate in front of a young girl. He was arrested and put in jail, and the story, uh, the reason why they told the story is because someone had gone and posted bail for him to be able to get out of jail, and his wife said she didn't know who had done it, but that now he was back home with her. Well, I hope she had him chained to the bed. I'm also having a journaling class in my home right now, and this class introduces a therapy that's called journaling and the class is limited to eight people and is held every Monday from 10 to 12 for eight weeks. Well, all of these ladies live here in the retirement community where I live and all of these ladies are at least 55 years old and older and I have been astonished to learn that every single one of these ladies has suffered some sort of sexual abuse, either either from their father, their grandfather, their uncle, their brothers, or a neighbor. And this makes me believe that sexual abuse must be the biggest sweep-under-the-rug problem that our country has ever had, and perhaps even in the world. I mean, forget ISIS. Forget the economy, forget racism and civil rights, forget poverty. Come on, what are we going to do about sexual abuse? Continue to condemn women who get abortions and even suggest that if they do get an abortion, they should be punished as a criminal? I mean, how long are we going to use the age-old paradigm of Adam blaming Eve for everything? What responsibility does the man have about his male sexual urge? What about all these gropings, these feelings up, feeling up women, the inappropriate male behavior that every woman on this planet has experienced? I have a friend here in the retirement community where I live that I had met at the pool. He he was a married man, and we only saw each other when we were at the pool doing our laps, and he did know that I was a minister. And one day he went home from the pool to find that his wife had fallen while taking a shower and hit her head, and she was laying dead in the shower. So he called me to do his memorial service for him. He had the body cremated. And we took the ashes with us out on a boat and went over to Catalina Island. 
and we um you know took took the ashes <clears throat> and um he threw the ashes into the ocean and then he decided that um he wanted to go down to mexico um for the winter he said he needed to get his teeth fixed and he needed to just kind of be by himself, you know, to sort things out. I mean, grieving is a process. Everybody goes through it differently. And um, he said he had a two-bedroom oceanfront timeshare in Puerto Vallarta. If I would like to go with him, I could stay there, and that he was going to rent an apartment. Well, the plane we took down there was one of those three-seaters, you know, on either side. That's my least favorite type of airplane. So we had our two seats. His was by the window and me on the aisle with that, you know, delicious seat in between us where we could put all our stuff until, oh, no, here comes this huge guy coming down the aisle. He looks like Santa Claus with a big white beard and a big round belly that shook while he walked like a bowl full of jelly. And I knew, I just knew (laughs) He was going to take that middle seat. Well, he squeezed his abundant flush into the seat, spilling over on either side while Paul and I rolled our eyes. (laughs) And, however, we began to talk with him, and we found out he goes, he went to Puerto Vallarta every year. He knew exactly where Paul could go and get a good apartment with air conditioning and daily maid service just three blocks from the beach, right down the street from a park where people gathered every day to play chess, and Paul was an expert chess player. This guy also knew a good dentist, everything that Paul needed. So I whispered in his ear. I said, Paul needs to find out if he can be a man again. His wife just died, and they've not been intimate for a long time before she passed and he needs to regain his confidence with a woman, do you think you could help out there too? And Santa Claus just smiled and said, yes, ma'am, I can. (laughs) Well, three months later, Paul returned home, his teeth all fixed, looking tan and handsome with a twinkle in his eye. And I knew he was ready to reenter the stream of life. And he went to the pool, and there she was a brand-new lady who had just moved into our retirement community that week. In her one-piece, a la white, a la Esther Williams bathing suit, just looking smashing. The romance quickly moved into, they decided to move in together, and she was an auditor uh, for the federal government, and she would take occasional jobs that were anywhere from two weeks to two months in length. Well, As time went on, Paul had a stroke, and he couldn't drive. So when she would go out on these auditing jobs, then I would drive him around, uh, you know, take him to the store and um, make sure he had everything that he needed and take him to the pool, and so he would take me out to dinner. And so one night, I know this is a long story to get to my point, But I mentioned that the California legislature was beginning to consider enacting euthanasia. So I asked Paul. I said, Paul, you've already had this experience of having a stroke. And he did have trouble speaking. He had trouble getting his words out. But he could spell a word, so we could talk. 
I said, if you could get to where you had no quality of life left at all, you're in a wheelchair, you can't walk or talk, I said, would you consider euthanasia? Well, he was just horrified at the idea. He said, hell no, lady. I wouldn't want to miss having one more orgasm. As long as I can have an orgasm, I want to be here. I was just so shocked. I thought, I have to look at this biological sexual urge of the man in just a very serious way. And I think all of us have to look at it now in a very serious way. I mean, because my sister-in-law, who was a social worker in, in southern Indiana for 25 years, tells about a family she had to go investigate because the school had reported that the 15-year-old girl was pregnant again, and the girl had said that her father was the father of the first child, who was now one year old, and the sister-in-law, so, um, so my sister-in-law went out to the house to talk to the mother. Well, the mother says, yes, I know my husband's having sex with my daughter, and yes, the baby is his, but the mother was relieved that she didn't have to have sex with her husband anymore. And there was another younger daughter in the house who was in line to take over the duties if the older daughter would leave. And she defended her position, saying she was taking good care of the baby, and she would take good care of the new baby. And she just could not agree to putting the daughter on birth control because, first of all, they were Catholic. And secondly, she didn't want to give her daughters a license to be sexually promiscuous. I just have to conclude that there's something about having an orgasm about a man. There's something about having sex for a man that is so far beyond anything that we've realized up till now. If you Google this subject, a lot of articles do come up and uh, all agree um, that men think about sex a lot. I mean, the numbers show that men think about it more than women, first of all. And the numbers range from 19 times a day to 34 times a day to 388 times a day to once every seven seconds. I mean, the most agreed upon number was the 34 times a day that men think about sex, but there hasn't been a recent study. And I think today that it is probably more than that because of our current cultural naked status of the woman and the amount of sex that's used in advertising. I mean, women showing their breasts and showing their butts and licking their fingers and holding their mouths open all just to sell a hamburger. I was talking to one of our fellow, my fellow auxiliarists at a recent mandatory training station for the Coast Guard, which includes sexual harassment and sexual assault in the military. He's a financial planner, and once a month they have a seminar for all of the agents in Orange County to keep everybody up to date. And he says that the female agents come to these classes dressed like they're going to a club with exposed breasts and miniskirts and hooker heels and tons of makeup. I sa- and I said, well, you know what? In Indiana, we had a law that was called contributory negligence. How much does the injured party contribute to what causes the injury? Is a man who rapes a near-naked woman totally and only responsible? How much was he provoked by her appearance or her conversation or her actions? 
Uh, John Snow of Channel 4 says that every man instinctively weighs up a woman in his mind as a potential sexual partner, and every woman feels this. He says that it is the natural animal element of sustaining life. And here is where I think that man, as a species, needs some evolution. A man is a human, not an animal. We're supposed to be a higher being. But when it comes to sex, it doesn't seem like we're even as far along as the animals. Because in the animal kingdom, the females will only mate with the alpha male of the species. And males fight one another to be the one that females are going to have sex with. But right now in our culture, this is backwards because it's the women who are vying with each other to be the one to have sex with the male. <clears throat> you know, having national sex offenders list doesn't stop the abuse. A man's sexual organs are outside of his body and they're constantly being jostled even as he just walks or moves around in normal activities. And that Add to this that everywhere a man looks today, he does see, you know, breasts and women's legs clear up to her vagina and pictures of Kim Kardashian's behind. I mean, it's just everywhere. But boy, let's sure don't show any pictures of a mother nursing her baby in public. I mean, that's outlandish. I kind of am um, almost in favor of the women wearing the burga. <laughs> I mean, the oldest cultures in the world understand about the natural and animal instinct to prog- propagate the species. So they require that their women keep themselves covered up so the man isn't constantly stimulated into thinking about sex. And he can put his energy on the important affairs of business and state. I talked to my son about this, and he said that whether a man is going to be an abuser or even if he's just going to be promiscuous in his marriage, that his actions are going to be determined by what is inside of that man, what he has been taught, what his own personal integrity would dictate to him. And who is the one who's going to bring a man into the world and teach him about being a man a woman, and that woman's name is Mother. One male I discussed this with said, if you're a married man, don't do anything you couldn't do in front of your wife. And if you're a single man, don't do anything you couldn't do in front of your mother. And then he added, And if you have no one to love, love yourself, never in public. Well, the one who is going to bring a man into the world and teach him about being a man is a woman, and that woman's name is Mother. And today the mother is missing. She looks like a hooker, and she's working at the office. Did you see that other headline this week about the baby who died the first day the mother took it to daycare? That little soul said, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up to have a mommy who would stay home and nurse me and hold me and love me and take care of me. I'm not going to stay here. And that baby just plain left. 
Well, I have a message today for us. Um from the higher realms because I uh, I asked for an answer and this was the message that I got. Hello, I am the mother of the universe known to you as Mother Earth, protector of the universe who supports I am the wife of Vishnu, protector of the universe, who supports, sustains, and governs the universe, known to you as Father God. He is the master of what you call the past, the present, and the future. But actually, he was before the beginning. He is the present, and he keeps things going after the ending. We are together, and we work together, and we keep the polarity within your universe. We have been on the job for millions of years. Today, I would like to talk to the women. As the representative of God's superior spiritual feminine energy, we are the one who empowers our man. We serve to uplift and support him in his responsibilities. We are the one who empowers him from our great well of spiritual knowledge. We create a bed of loving kindness, equanimity, wisdom, generosity, morality, patience, truthfulness, strength, and we teach our man skillful resolution. As the man lays in our arms, we soothe and comfort his tormented strivings, We encourage him when he is unsure. We strengthen him when he is weak. We fill him with loving kindness to balance the seesaw of equanimity, what is fair and what is unjust, what is constructive and what is destructive, when it's ego and when it's humility, and when it's worth the fight and when it isn't. For just one moment, I want you to think about what it might be like to be the wife of the God of the universe, the man with the whole earth on his shoulders, actually the man with the whole universe on his shoulders, because when he lays down, he needs to be refreshed, and the whole thing is on my shoulders. He lays in my arms and rests and revitalizes, and I keep everything going for him. You notice that I said we are God's superior spiritual feminine energy. It is more than being co-pilot of the plane. It is the superiority to ultimately support and maintain everything and everybody, including the God of the universe himself. When I view women today, I will speak as Mother Earth, As Mother Earth and I look at the history of God's superior spiritual feminine energy, I see a fractured and confused understanding of the woman. Our superior spiritual feminine energy has been divided up and spread around all of the cultures in many different ways, with crowns and with burnings at the stake, in modes of dress and in nakedness in paintings of the masters, in the songs of the street people. Various elements and 
factions of local, national, and world organizations have attempted to use our superior power to empower their agendas, from revolutions to mass media marketing. The power of the feminine is innately recognized and is either heralded, used and abused, or embattled. And I see women being tossed to and fro on the restless waves of an ocean of conflicting currents of ideas and opinions, and it is time for this to stop. It is time for the superior spiritual feminine energy to begin to operate again on Mother Earth, and this superior spiritual feminine energy must begin to manifest as the mother. What I have to say today is a hard saying, and it can be easily misunderstood. It has been misunderstood from the beginning. The mother is the superior power of the feminine energy. The mother is the one who holds everything together. It is the mother energy not the sexual prowess of the mother woman that makes the divine feminine the superior energy. And when the woman is depicted only as a sexual attraction without the overriding mother authority, the woman is reduced to the level of the prostitute, the mistress, the bare-bottom, bare-breasted creature lingering in the shadows of her doorway to her lewd bed that is not filled with loving kindness or wisdom or morality or truthfulness or ways to skillfully resolve the problems. The man merely receives a moment of blissful ignorance with no balance of the seesaw of equanimity, what is fair, what is unjust, what is constructive or what is destructive. He learns nothing. He still doesn't know whether to fight or to acquiesce. He knows no resolve. He feels deflated. He feels still full of his ego, still not sure, still tormented. His physical release more like a bowel movement than a passionate union with love and truth and the solemn purity full of peace. And it's because she was not in her mother authority. It is the mother authority that is the superior spiritual feminine energy. The mother authority rocks the cradle and rules the world. The man still needs the mother, even when he's the god of the universe. He needs to be able to lay helplessly in her arms and be loved and comforted, to be assured and to be validated. He needs that unconditional love that needs nothing, that asks for nothing, that gives and needs not to receive, that gives and gives and gives some more. The mother love is unfathomably deep. It is lasting. It is forever. It is totally dependable. It is trustworthy. It's never disdainful, critical, or complaining. It speaks words of thankfulness and appreciation. And the mother love supports and sustains. The mother love is what holds everything together. And the mother love keeps the God of the universe in balance and restores him to being 
once again the God of the universe. As I look at man today on the earth, he needs the mother. And as I look at the children on the earth today, they need their mother. The mother is not to be seen. The mother authority is lost. And the world is careening dangerously close to being out of control. So I'm making a call to the women today. I'm calling for the mother authority. I'm calling for the superior divine feminine power to be established here on earth before it's too late. In the heart of every woman is the heart of the mother. The mother doesn't have the woman doesn't have to be a mother to have the heart of the mother. It is the heart that serves and it is the heart that supports. It's the mother heart that beats with the heart of the man, and as the two hearts beat together, there is an invincible standard raised that cannot be defeated. The man becomes invincible, and the woman holds everything together. I am Mother Earth. And it's the mother who teaches the man It's the mother that sets the standards, creates the boundaries, and the man can then live within them in honor and morality. 